You're listening to Warwick Radio Online. The voice of Warwick, Rhode Island. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Warwick Life on Warwick Radio. My name is Scott Nerney. I grew up in Warwick and have been a homeowner for over 30 years in our lovely city. My goal with this podcast is to highlight what is special about Warwick and how you can get the most from our seaside community. This podcast is being presented by the Warwick Center for the Arts, located next to Warwick City Hall, where amazing artists showcase their artwork year-round in their beautiful gallery, in addition to many exciting classes for children and adults. Our guest today is Steve McAllister. He's the Warwick City Council President and Councilman for Ward 7. I thought it would be beneficial for our audience to gain some insight as to what is happening in the area of Ward 7, as well as some highlights around the city. Welcome to the show, Stephen. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And thanks for being our first guest on Warwick Radio. Yeah, I hope hope I do as well here. (laughs) I'm sure you'll be awesome. Um, How long have you been in Ward 7? So this is my third term on the city council, so this is my fifth year. Oh, fantastic. And recently council president now? Yes, I was elected council president in January. So the, um, the, there's nine members on the Warwick City Council, and um, each member gets a vote for council president. And I was uh, uh, lucky enough to be uh, elected 9-0. I voted for myself, so 9-0. <laughs> Congratulations on the recognition from your peers. Yeah, thank it you. shows a lot as to what they believe you can do. Thank you very much. And from your constituents to elect you for a third term. Yeah, that's the best part. That, that, that really is that have the confidence in my neighbors. I mean, we live in the ward. We live in the neighborhoods. And to have the confidence of my neighbors to elect me and then reelect me twice is, is the real honor. Wow, that's fantastic. How long have you lived in Warwick? I have lived in Warwick probably 30-plus years. I went to Cedar Hill, Windman, Tollgate. And then I went to college in New Hampshire, and I lived in New Hampshire for about six years after college, and then um, back back here in Warwick, and I've been here, um, and I now live in uh, Greenwood. Oh, awesome. Uh, Cedar Hill's a great elementary school. I used to mentor there. Fantastic uh, reputation and, and great students there. Well, they have an excellent first grade teacher, as my wife, is uh, <laughs> Vanessa, is a teacher at, at Cedar Hill now. Oh, fantastic. And... In addition to your efforts for what you do for the ward and city council president, I assume you have a, a, a full other role that you do as well? Yes, yes. Uh, so I work for the U.S. Chamber of Commerce. So uh, we're a national trade association. Um, I run the, the, the eastern region. So I cover 11 states for the U.S. Chamber, uh, which is all of New England, New York and New Jersey, West Virginia, Delaware, and Maryland. So we work with members of Congress on federal issues uh, that relate to business. So infrastructure, uh, taxes, um, immigration, trade, issues like that. Oh, fantastic. Keeps you busy and keeps your pulse as what you can do for Rhode Island as well. Absolutely. And it, and it allows me to, to get out on the road. Before COVID, I was traveling a lot. Now we do a lot of virtual. But uh, it gives me a, a great presence and, and learning on the federal level. And we're able to use some of that stuff on the local level now, especially with uh, infrastructure being a top issue the past year uh, in Congress. So, Stephen, speaking of Ward 7, what is your actual territory for the constituents that you represent? Sure. So Ward 7 is made up of the neighborhoods of Greenwood, uh, the North Socket area, uh, part of Buttonwoods, and kind of Shenandoah uh, towards uh, Love Lane area. So we're, we're pretty spread out. 
Um, but those are the bigger um, neighborhoods in the surrounding areas. Okay. And you also have City Hall proper itself as well? Yeah, we have Appenog is all Ward 7. So City Hall, right, right, right in the heart of the city is Ward 7. Oh, great. And what attracts people to your part of the city? We have beautiful neighborhoods. We have a lot of businesses. Um, I go to the to the dry cleaner all the time for uh, work in Appenog uh, Cleaners. It's a family owned business. They've been there fifty plus years. Wow. Um, it's a fa- it's family owned. It's uh, you know two brothers and their wives run it. Um, you know they, it's part of the community. There's other um, businesses that are popping up there. Um, there's restaurants, uh, the arts center is there. It's just, it's really in the heart of the city. Oh, fantastic. There, there is a lot of great restaurants down in that area as well. And there's definitely some construction happening in your award for the better as well. Absolutely. I mean, we've, we've had to work through the state, uh, putting in the, the appinator, the rotaries there for a number of years that is finally kind of settled down. Um, so now we're going to clean up that area. We're putting in, um, some decorative lighting. Um, we are, I'm working with the mayor on, uh, cleaning up the area, doing some landscaping around those rotaries. Uh, we replaced the Appenock village, a car hit it a couple months ago. We ordered the, the new letters and they're back up. So, um, it's really coming together and it's just starting where you have a lot of improvements coming to that area. Oh, great. And sometimes less is more. The blue boxes left the sidewalks, which were a plus or minus with many of our audience. Absolutely. Other than when, um, when I first got on to the city, um, uh, the uh, previous administration wanted to close the uh, Buttonwoods Community Center. Other than that issue, the number one issue that I heard from constituents were get rid of those blue bins. <laughs> and we really found out the bureaucracy. And first, the federal government owned them, then the state owned them, and then the city couldn't touch them until uh, we took over after a couple of years. And it was, uh, but finally, uh, Mayor Picozzi. And, and I were able to, to finally get them, and now they're over at VETS. <laughs> oh, great. Fantastic. Nice job. And uh, talk about the AAA building, as we'll always call it, but I hear there's a new name coming for it. So the Sawtooth building is that big mill right in, in, in Appenog. Um, it's been empty for years and years. So AAA purchased the building a few years ago. And they originally were going to put all of their call centers and all of their offices in Rhode Island in that building. Then COVID hit, and they found that they could do their call centers remotely, that they didn't miss a beat. So they are no longer going to be bringing all these people in uh, to the building because they're going to stay with the remote. They've changed their business model. So the owners of the building, AAA, approached the city, and they said, I know that you guys have offices all over, scattered all over the city. What about renting or leasing to purchase the Sawtooth building, the building that they own? So we negotiated with them. We've come up with it with an excellent deal. So now um, it's starting this uh, winter, spring. Uh, we're going to be moving in there. All of the offices, other than the mayor's office and the board of canvases, will now be housed at, the, at that mill building. It is a beautiful building. So when you go to pay your taxes, uh, you're going to go to that building. When, uh, if you need to get a permit, a building permit, you're going to go there. Um, it's going to have a centralized place, finally. A city of our size should have a centralized area where everyone can go for their city services is in one place. Um, 
we have the option to purchase it in 15 years, or we can re-up the lease for another five years. And then after that, we can purchase it again, or we can re-up for another five years. So uh, we have a great commitment with them. Um, we don't have to plow. <laughs> if we uh, have a leak or something, the city doesn't own the building, we call the landlord. So that, that's good. It kind of gets the city out of being a landlord um, at this time. And it's a great opportunity to bring new life into that area. Oh, that's fantastic. And as as things grow and go up, I see some things are coming down. So the City Hall Annex, which the mayor's talked about a couple of times, is smack right in the middle of your ward. Talk to us about what's happening there. So what, the building that we're talking about is right next to City Hall. Uh, it used to be a fire station when I was growing up. It was a fire station. Then it was an annex building for City. They used to That's where you used to go pay your bills. Um, there was a big pipe that burst, and it, it totally destroyed the, the building, and uh, um, we're going to take it down all the way. It can't be saved. They looked at it. So the process has started. We are going to be taking that down, and this is going to give us a very unique opportunity because we're going to have all this open space in the heart of the city, in the heart of Appenog. So you'll be hearing from us because we're looking for ideas. What should we put there? Uh, should we have a nice um, park? Should I've heard dog park. Um, you know, maybe some basketball courts, tennis courts, baseball fields. It's wide open. It's city property, and they don't make any more land. So now that we have this, it's a good opportunity for us. So we're looking forward, once we get that building down, uh, to have some community meetings and ask around and get some great ideas. Oh, that's fantastic. And for the audience out there that's listening, if you have ideas for that, I'm sure you can find Stephen's contact information on the Warwick Council page or on uh, the podcast, you can reach out to warwicklife at gmail.com, and we'll f- definitely forward those uh, requests over to him and ideas. And I hope you get a lot of constituents showing up from all parts of the city to ask about what they think could benefit the city the most in that area. I, I think that would be great. It, it, this is a unique opportunity. When does something like this happen where you're going to have this big, big space here and we can decide what to do with it. So I'm looking forward to doing that. And that building has served its life, and it's time for it to go. And uh, I'd like to see um, some new life in that area. Oh, great. And, and I heard you were working on a federal grant for the Appenog area? Yes. So we have a federal grant. We're going to be building a brand new playground. So the baseball fields, this is, again, we're talking in Appenog, so City Hall, the baseball fields that are right there. Right now, there is a little uh, tiny playground there. It's very old. Uh, It has a couple of swings and a slide. Uh, We are going to be taking that all down. And with this federal money, we are going to have a brand new playground. So we had a community meeting um, earlier this summer. A number of people came out, uh, gave us some suggestions. There's two uh, plans that we're working on. And it's going to be great. And one of the big things we need to do is when it's up there, let everybody know that it's there. Um, it's going to be easy to get to. Uh, if you're going to be watching the, the base, uh, Little League games, it's a great place to hang out as well. So we're really looking forward to that. And uh, a kudos to the city for using those uh, federal grants, going after these federal grants. And uh, these are CBDG funds, uh, which are federal funds, which APNA qualifies for. And uh, so we're leveraging that with some grant funding, with some city funding, and and we're going to really have a great uh, city asset there. Uh, That's fantastic. And to be able to see the young kids play ball where today they're in the Little League and the family can attend that. And then next they may be going to high school. They could be going to college and the pros. 
you know, it's really great to see the youth in our in our city being able to to showcase. Absolutely, and that Appenog Little League is a very popular, um, and they they maintain the. Uh, the fields, it's a great community asset, and uh, we're adding to it, which I'm excited. Great. And any other topics that you wanted to let our audience know that you've been working on or projects that you've been spearheading? Sure. I wanted to talk about a few big items that um, are going to help and address all of the city, not just Ward 7, but all of the city. Uh, you will start seeing in the next few months um, us converting uh, the streetlights to LED lights. So the city is now going to own those lights. Uh, we are going to make them more energy efficient by making them LED lights. And we're going to see hundreds of thousands of dollars in savings as a result of, of this purchase into LED lights. So um, what this council did, uh, working with the previous administration and then continuing with, with Mayor Picosi, is we're taking those savings and rolling it into a paving program. Uh, we hear all the time about potholes, streets that need to be paved. So now we are taking those savings and we're going to direct them directly into our road paving program. So we were able to get a bond um, using the savings uh, from the LED lights to pay off this bond. And we're going to use uh, the money from that bond to pave uh, the city roads. And uh, we took advantage of the historically low interest rates for this bond. So we're, we're under 2% paying uh, for this bond over the next 10 years, and we are going to be able to pave hundreds of roads much needed in our city. And that was some good foresight from the previous administration, uh, the city council, and uh, uh, the current mayor and his administration. I can tell you I have one of the new LED lights in my neighborhood, right, actually right in front of my house, and I was a little scared when it first went up. I thought, oh, no. LEDs are so bright. I picture the cars that are coming at you on the highway. I can assure the people in the audience it's not like that. If I could say, and this may not make sense, it's brighter but less impactful. Um, it really is a much better light. Yeah, I learned a lot about it during this process because it is a science to it and, and how they, they come up with the light and stuff like that. Uh, another important part is now that the city owns it, so if a light does go out in your neighborhood, you contact the city and the city can go out and fix it. Whereas now I'm always chasing down National Grid to, to fix out these, these down lights and, and, and turned off lights. So now at least the city has a little more control once we convert all of them. Great. And we are assured that the mayor isn't going to personally be taking these lights on? Uh, well, the mayor likes to get his hands dirty. He sure so does. He, he may be. He, uh, may, he may be out there. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, I know you worked with him recently for some purchases. Yes. So we, again, we're trying to take advantage of the historically low interest rates. And we want to be able to budget for things. So uh, we, uh, the city council voted 9-0 uh, for a lease purchasing program. And this was supported by Mayor Picosi. And what this is, is we need to update our fleet, our city fleet. And uh, years and years go by, you try to stretch out as much as you can. But eventually that bill is going to come due. So we have a $6.5 million lease purchasing plan. And through this plan, we are buying ambulances, fire trucks, police cruisers, DPW trucks, uh, things like uh, tree trimming trucks, which are desperately needed. Sure. Um, garbage trucks. It's unbelievable how expensive garbage trucks are. So we've already purchased two garbage trucks, and we have a third coming. Uh, we just purchased um, two fire trucks and three ambulances. 
and um, a tree trimming truck. Uh, we're getting going to get equipment for the library. So it's not just one or two departments. We're going to be able to spread this out, and we're going to know exactly how much the payments are each year under this lease program, and it's going to be in the budget. So um, it, I'm very excited. It's long overdue, and uh, it's a great uh, uh, program that we did together as the council and the mayor's office. Oh, that's fantastic. It'll be great to see the new machinery coming down the road. Absolutely. You already saw one. If you look for the uh, the white uh, I've seen ambulance. that one. Absolutely. Yeah. So we weren't going to be hung up on the color. Uh, with a lot of federal funds coming in, it's harder and harder for municipalities to buy ambulances and fire trucks because uh, cities and towns have more money. Um, so everyone's going for the same thing. So uh, we saw that. Uh, the mayor tracked it down, and uh, we made a quick purchase on that. And I think it stands out, and I think people like seeing it. So. Oh, great. And let me just ask, if you were to write an attractive motto for our city, what would it be? I, I truly believe that Warwick is a great place to live, work, and play. Uh, you have it all here. Um, it's an outstanding uh, place to live, great neighborhoods, uh, to work. There are great jobs here. There is uh, a great um, business community and to play. We have the beaches. We have the water everywhere. Uh, we have um, you know, new playgrounds coming in. It's just, a, it's just a great area. I couldn't have said it better. Thank you to St uh, Council President Stephen McAllister for spending some time with our audience today and sharing insights on Warwick life. It's a great time to be in Warwick. And for those of you not living in Warwick, come pay us a visit. That wraps up another edition of Warwick Life on Warwick Radio. If you have any comments, content suggestions, or questions, drop us a line at warwicklife at gmail.com. Thank you to Tester Manuelian for our lead-in and closing music. She's a music major with an incredible career ahead of her. Lastly, don't forget to check out Warwick Center for the Arts at warwickcfa.org. See you next time. You're listening to Warwick Radio Online. The voice of Warwick, Rhode Island.